This is the Primal Ryan Podcast, and I'm Ryan Parnum, and I am passionate about helping average, everyday adults achieve great health. The ideas, opinions, and topics discussed in this podcast are mine and my own. None of what I say constitutes as medical advice. Please get clearance from your medical provider before embarking on any sort of nutritional or exercise program. What's up, everybody? Ryan Parnum here with the Primal Ryan Podcast. It's a beautiful Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, so hopefully you all crushed it this week so you can enjoy some uh, some treats uh, for the Super Bowl. Um, uh, I, usually, I usually don't go too crazy, although I do like snacky foods like dips, and um, I think we're going to make some uh, chicken wings and stuff like that. So, you know, that's that's why you are, uh, you know, spot on all week crushing it. So when stuff like the Super Bowl comes up, you can enjoy it a little bit and then get right back on track Monday. So anywho, today I'm going to talk a little bit about protein, fat, and carbs. Okay. These are called macronutrients. Okay. These are the, the, the three macronutrients that we eat. Okay. Um, micronutrients are all like the vitamins, vitamins and minerals and all those sorts of things. So, uh, you know, people are always asking about macros. People call them macros for short. How many macros should I eat? Should I count macros? All this different stuff. And, but really when I talk to people, they really don't understand much about it at all. So I figured I would explain it a little bit. So let's start with, um, protein, um, protein is one of the three macronutrients. Uh, Each gram of protein has four calories, so four calories per gram. Um, Protein is found in a variety of foods. The best quality protein is found in animal products, meaning that it contains the the, the best has the best amino acid profile. Okay, amino acids are found in proteins, and uh, although you can find protein in plants as well, uh, typically it's not as good a quality, and you have to eat a lot more plants to get the same number of protein that you get from, say, eating eating a steak, like a eight ounce steak. You'd have to eat like a ridiculous amount of like beans, for example, to get the same amount of protein. Um, So protein, why is protein important? Well, obviously most people know it's important for building and maintaining muscle mass. And building and maintaining muscle mass has a whole host of uh, health benefits. I've talked about this exhaustively, but in terms of just uh, it's, it's really, it's really anti-aging. Okay. The more muscle mass that you have and the stronger that you are, that strongly correlates with a longer, more functional life. Um, it's helps you be more resilient. Uh, muscle tissue contains a lot of insulin receptors, so it improves insulin sensitivity and that has a whole host of benefits that comes along with it. Being able to be uh, functional and healthy means you're more likely to be 
active and doing the things you want to do. So there's the uh, quality of life aspect to it. In addition to if you're able to continue being active and exercising, exercising is medicine in itself. So it's going to help you live better and be healthier and prevent disease. Okay. So uh, not much uh, controversy with that. That's pretty well understood. But what else does dietary protein do? Well, every cell in your body, every part of your body is uses protein in the form of amino acids to build, maintain, repair itself, okay? So that's why eating optimal amounts of quality protein, primarily from animals, is of vital importance, okay? Your immune system is dependent upon amino acids to optimally thrive, okay? So if you're not consuming good quality protein and not enough protein, your body's going to focus um, as much of those amino acids on possible, as possible on the functions that, that, that matter, right? The basic bodily functions that keep you alive and the immune system and that. But so many people are so deficient on protein and they wonder why they get sick all the time, you know, or why they feel like crap. Because um, if you're not getting enough good quality protein, you're obviously probably losing lean mass, especially once you hit age 30, if you're not doing any, doing something to actively try to put on or, or maintain your lean muscle mass, you're, you're going to, you're going to lose a little bit every year along with losing strength. And, uh, cause your body's going to preferentially do the, the basic systems of use the amino acids that you do consume to, you know, try to keep your organs going and your brain and, and support your immune system as much as possible. So every cell in your body, you know, from your hairs to your fingernails to the more complex systems like your immune system depend on quality protein, not to mention, uh, you know, building and maintaining muscle. So if you're exercising and doing strength training, you know, you, you need optimal protein. Um, even if you're not uh, doing hardcore, you know, strength training or exercise, you know, most people are not consuming enough protein. So how much protein should you eat? General rule of thumb, take your, uh, ideal healthy sort of body weight and eat one gram per pound. Okay. That's, that's a rough estimate. Um, there's individual needs and those vary. I weigh, you know, around 175 pounds. So my goal is to, uh, eat, around 175 grams of protein a day. You can go a little bit below that. You can make that multiplier 0.8. You can go over a little bit too. I mean, no one is ever going to fall exactly at 175 grams. If you don't know what that looks like, you have no clue. The guys I coach and work with, they have no idea how much protein they're eating. Um, pretty much all of them are, are eating far less than what they should be. Um, so I have them track. I don't have them track all their, their macronutrients, but I, I have them track protein so they can learn what it looks like to eat optimal protein. And usually I, I even start them less, like, uh, you know, I give them a range of like shoot for 120 to 150 grams a day divided over, you know, three to four servings. And they can learn what that looks like. And what happens when you do that? Amazing things happen. You're full for one thing, protein fills you up. And these, most of the guys I work with, they're like chronic snackers. And usually that is because they're not eating enough protein. They're not planning their meals out accordingly. So they're always sort of hungry and they're always grazing. So, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon rolls around. They're, you know, prone to stop by Casey's and pick up some, uh, 
Casey's, if you don't know what that is, is like a gas station convenience store. They pick up a bunch of garbage there and whatever. So, but if their lunch had a solid 40, 50, 60 grams of protein in it, guess what? They're going to be satiated until dinner time. So anyways, that's, that's protein. Um, and protein, protein is, is essential. If you don't eat if you don't consume protein, there's essential amino acids that have to be eaten. If you don't eat these, you die. Okay, so protein is essential. The other essential macronutrient is fat. Okay, we fat got a bad, bad rap. And the, there were some crappy studies done in the 60s. And, you know, of course, government um, started these different campaigns. And pharmaceutical companies, of course, blah, blah, blah. Shoddy science. Shocker, huh? But anyways... Um, so anyways, the like 80s and 90s were the low fat era. You know, don't eat fat. It's bad for you. And um, it's going to give you heart disease and blah, blah, blah. Well, like everything in life, there's a lot of nuances to that. And there's a lot of maybe a smidge of truth to that, but a whole lot of lies and misconceptions with that. So fatty acids, there's a lot different types of fatty acids. I'm not going to go through them all here. I don't have them all memorized anyways. But they, these are essential, and you need these to, to survive as well. So um, fat helps a lot of different processes in the body. Um, fat is stored on us as an energy system. Okay, so uh, I've talked about this before too. Our bodies, when we don't have carbohydrates coming in or we burn through our carbohydrate stores, our bodies... Um, utilize fatty acids for fuel stored fat. That was a survival mechanism. Fat is used um, in, to support uh, healthy hormone production, neurological function, all sorts of different things in the body. But fat, one of the reasons it gets a, a bad rap, but it shouldn't get a bad rap, it's just an educational point, where protein, and I'll talk about carbs, both contain four calories per gram, fat contains nine calories per gram. So it's over two times as much. So if you're not careful and you're consuming, you know, a lot of dietary fat, it's easy to go really, really high on calories. Um, and as you know, you know, when it comes to losing weight, losing body fat, you have to be in a calorie deficit. So people, there's people who will get into these like really low carb, kind of like keto sort of diets where they're wondering why they don't lose weight and finds out they're consuming like crazy amounts of fat. They're putting butter in their coffee and a bunch of stupid stuff like that. I'm not a fan of any of that stuff, if you can't tell. Um, but fat is, uh, is essential and you shouldn't avoid it. There's, there's a lot of healthy fats. There's, there's saturated fats, unsaturated fats. And within unsaturated fats, there's monounsaturated, polyunsaturated. I'm not going to get into all the technical jargon of all that stuff. The saturated fats are the ones that are primarily solid at room temperature. So um, that'd be like the, the, the fat found in animal, you know, like the, you see the, the marbling and meat, um, uh, you know, like bacon grease, it hardens up, lard, uh, coconut oils, you know, hard at room temperature. Um, and, and those fats are, are somewhat controversial. You know, the medical community, the mainstream medical community will tell you avoid saturated fats at, at all costs. And, you know, and, and there's a lot, that could be a podcast in itself. And there's a lot of nuances there. Um, that's kind of an individual thing. I, I don't, I don't recommend going like crazy overboard on saturated fats. For example, the whole like keto diet thing and keto can be done well and can be done right and can be done healthy. But a lot of people do the, they're putting butter on their bacon and, you know, 
put cream cheese on everything and and their their LDL cholesterol, the quote unquote bad cholesterol, um, goes through the roof, and they're wondering why and all this different stuff. So I don't recommend going crazy on saturated fats. You shouldn't avoid it. Eat, eat what comes sort of naturally in foods and you know in, in the animal products you're eating. Um, so it shouldn't be necessarily completely avoided, but don't go crazy eating excess of it. The unsaturated fats, um, uh, the monounsaturated fats are typically probably the healthier ones, although uh, uh, polyunsaturated fats in relatively small amounts are, are, are okay. Um, so the, the fats found in like olive oil, avocados, fish, um, and, and all of those products still contain a little bit of saturated fat as well. They're not one or the other. They're just primarily unsaturated fat. And once again, like those in small kind of natural amounts are, are probably healthy. Um, but you don't want to go overboard. Like you don't want to drown your salad or whatever in like six tablespoons of olive oil. I mean, that's like over a thousand calories. So like for myself, and when I have salad, I'll do like a tablespoon of olive oil. It's 250 calories. Because once again, it's easy to just douse your food in these um, these fats because they, you know, they taste good and create good texture or whatever. But like you end up consuming a ridiculous amount of calories and then wonder why, why you can't lose weight. So for my, my advice with fat, don't be intentionally adding gobs and gobs to your diet. Kind of eat what comes naturally. Be sensible about it. You know, I love avocados. I eat one avocado a day, okay? And and avocados are are fairly high fat, high calorie, but they're they're super healthy and I don't I don't worry about that, okay? That that fat occurs naturally in that avocado. If I if I make salad like I said, I go with one tablespoon of olive oil, two at the most. Um I typically don't add butter to things. I'm not necessarily against that. I just don't add it. I eat eat meat and whatever fat occurs naturally in that and fine, whatever. I don't eat the, like I trim the fat off. I just find that gross. I don't really like eating that. Um, so, uh, anyway, so don't, don't fear fat. Just don't go crazy on it. Um, carbohydrates. That's the next one. And this is always the, uh, I don't know, controversial one. Um, carbohydrates are not essential. Let me repeat that. They are not essential. You can be born and live your entire life to 100 years old without intentionally eating a carbohydrate and you will survive. Okay, they're not essential. And a lot of people don't know that. Protein and fat are essential. Without protein, without enough protein, without enough fat, you will not thrive and you will not survive. You can live an entire life, 100 years, without eating a single carb. No one does that, of course. But um, So let me go back to fat real quick. Fat is one source of energy, but it's a slow burning source of energy. Okay. Um, whereas carbs is a quick source of energy. Carbs is stored in our muscles and our liver. And, uh, it's when we're doing high intensity exercise, uh, it's preferentially going to do, going to use carbs. So if you're lifting weights, if you're sprinting, you know, basketball players, uh, you know, guys sprinting for track, you know, running backs in, in football when they're sprinting, uh, anything where it's like a high effort, high intensity is going to preferentially use uh, carbs as the primary fuel. Carbs are quickly available, um, whether they're consumed or whether they're being pulled from the muscle and then the liver. The problem with our society is that people are not that active. So they're not, they've got these 
carbs stored in their muscle and their liver and the grain bin is always full like they ain't tapping into that because sitting on the couch and walking into the kitchen doesn't use any carbs so not only are they their carb stores full they're consuming massive amounts of additional carbohydrates the body's like i don't have anywhere to put this so i'm gonna store this later as body fat and so that gets stored as subcutaneous fat you know that's the fat that you see you know that people want to lose but more dangerously it can get stored as visceral fat that's fat around the organs and carbohydrates and and you know dietary fat both can get stored as this stuff but americans are carb addicted let's face it i mean we so much of what we're consuming are highly refined and processed carbs so and when your muscles and liver are full of carbs that's called glycogen in the body that's a stored form of carbohydrate it's going to get stored as body fat and carbs also raise blood sugar when consumed and when your stores are full and you continue to pound carbs your pancreas is trying to keep up with the elevated blood sugar okay so it's cranking out insulin cranking out insulin cranking out insulin and over many years of doing this a couple things happen your insulin receptors in your muscles and other tissues are like overloaded. They just can't keep up with all the demand. So they start becoming resistant to the insulin. Okay. Um, and then, so that means that the pancreas is going to crank out more insulin. So hyperinsulinemia, which is high levels of fasting insulin, which no doctors ever check is actually an early, uh, indicator of uh, type two diabetes. Um, you can have hyperinsulinemia and perfectly normal blood sugar levels because your pancreas is still functioning fine well over time that pancreas is going to get fatigued too and not be able to put out the insulin it needs to uh, bring the blood sugar down and now the fasting blood sugar starts rising and the doctor's like oh you've got you know pre-diabetes or diabetes when in fact this has probably been going on for 10 or 20 years so um so that's the big problem with carbs. Our Americans are lazy, they don't exercise, and they consume too many calories and too many carbs, and there's nowhere for those carbs to go, so the body starts uh, wigging out a little bit. And uh, insulin resistance occurs as a, def as a defense and, and uh, survival mechanism, and that leads to a whole host of diseases. So, but carbs get a bad rap, okay? If you're, you know, relatively lean, healthy, exercising, it's okay to have carbs. You know, I, I think most lazy, obese people that aren't exercising have tons of extra body fat. They, they don't need carbs because they're essentially they're carbohydrate resistant. Okay. They've, they've basically damaged their body through excess carbs over many years. So my guys I work with who are significantly obese and who do maybe have prediabetes or diabetes, you know, they just do better on a low carb diet. You're, you're, you're removing the fuel to the fire. Okay. The fire to their insulin resistance is ongoing carbohydrate intake. Their body can't do anything with those carbs. Their body's already resistant to it. So why would you continue to add more to it? That's the whole joke with our medical system where it's like carb counting and giving, you know, insulin injections. Once you're giving insulin injections, forget about it. Like you'll never lose weight. So, um, you know, fix the, the problem before you get to that point for sure. So low-carb diets work great for obese, insulin-resistant people, pre-diabetics, diabetics, um, because you're removing the, the gasoline that's, that's, that's igniting the fire. For the rest of us, though, like, there's no 
when it comes to weight loss, honestly, it's, it's being in a calorie deficit that matters. So when you want to lose weight, you got to hit that protein goal first. Okay. Always hit that protein goal. And then from there, it just, honestly, for most people, aside from the, the people I talked about who are insulin resistant and, and, and obese and or diabetic or whatever, like the carbs and fat really doesn't matter as long as you're in a calorie deficit. Okay. The problem with Americans though, we're in a calorie surplus and we're eating foods that are high in both fat and carbs and very deficient in protein. And that's just a a disastrous combination of things. But the studies are clear that calorie deficit, and it doesn't matter whether it's high carb, uh, low fat, uh, high fat, low carb, you know, those sorts of things, you know, as long as you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. Now, I think there's an optimal way to do that, right? Because you want to build and maintain muscle mass and make sure you're losing body fat. Because if you're not careful, you don't get enough protein, you're not strength training, you know, up to half of weight loss can be muscle tissue and you don't want that, right? So you want to lose as much body fat as possible when in a calorie deficit. So that's why it doesn't matter whether you're trying to put on muscle and gain weight, maintain where you're at, or lose body fat. The protein goal never changes. And what can be tweaked based off individual preferences is is fat and protein intake. Um, some people do thrive on low carb. And there's reasons why they do well on low carb because low carb for a lot of people tends to improve appetite regulation and hunger and those sorts of things. So even though like calorie for calorie, you know, if you're, if you're in a calorie deficit, um, some people do better on low carb compared to, um, low fat and higher carb because their, their, um, appetite is better controlled and they're more satiated because some people that eat higher carb, they're always hungry all the time. So, but, you know, I, I was, you know, very, very low carb for a long time and I couldn't put on any muscle. So, uh, and I was really lean. So I was probably fearful of carbs in a way I shouldn't have been. So now I, I kind of cycle my carbs on days I'm strength training. I'm doing, going higher carb. It's helped me put on muscle because if you want to optimize putting on muscle, you got to have uh, carbohydrates because that, because when you're doing the strength training, you're basically using all your stored carbs in your muscle and liver and depleting that. You need that replenished and, and carbohydrates are really helpful with, with building muscle. Um, so like, you know, the youth athletes I work with for sure, it's high pro, you know, protein actually isn't super important for kids because they're like teenage boys, their hormones are going so crazy. Their growth hormone, testosterone and all that, that that's a huge muscle building signal. They can pretty much get away with eating about anything, but Like my son, you know, he's skinny trying to put on muscle. Yeah, good quality protein for sure, but also a lot of carbs. For myself, you know, like uh, healthy carbs from uh, moderate, you know, fruit intake, organic sweet potatoes, and white rice works really well too. It's it's a starch, of course, it's a grain, and I pretty much avoid all grains, but uh, I will do uh, white rice post-workout. Um, you know, so for myself on workout days, I'll have up to 200 grams of carbs, non-workout days, maybe hundred to 150. I don't do super low carb anymore. I've been in ketosis before. I felt like, like I, I did fine when I wasn't doing anything, but my performance for, you know, working out or anything was terrible. Cause you know, like I said, fat can be used for energy, but it's not very good when you, when you need quick energy for strength training or sprinting or something like that. So so don't be afraid of carbs. Don't be afraid of fat. Definitely don't be afraid of protein. Um, and, you know, figure out what works for you. We're all, it's, it's, there's a lot of nuances to this. We're all individuals. 
So we're all going to be different and there's some trial and error. Always hit your protein goal and figure out carbs and fats after that. And there could be some fluctuations to that. So like I said, for myself, I do a little bit of carb cycling. Days I, I work out and doing strenuous exercise, I do higher carbs. And days I'm not doing the, the hardcore strength training, I'm doing a little bit lower carb. And that seems to work pretty well for me. And um, yeah, so hopefully that explains some of this stuff. Don't be afraid of any of these things. It's just understanding that there's there's quality carbs as well, right? Like the ones I mentioned, the fruit and sweet potatoes and, and white rice when timed appropriately are healthier sources of carbs whereas you want to stay away from the highly refined crap you know the the grains and the, the pastries and the bread and the packaged junk and the cereal and the bagels and all that tasty stuff and chips and everything that's all garbage you know like there's no room for that as far as i'm concerned for any adult um, that stuff's just gonna like shorten your lifespan so and your health span so if you're going to incorporate carbs, which I highly encourage if you're lean and relatively healthy and you're in a strength training program, yeah, then go for it, you know, from the healthy sources. If you're uh, mostly sedentary and, 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 and have extra body fat, you know, lower carb might work better for you. So it's a lot of trial and error and just, you know, figure out a plan you want to try and try it for 30 days and switch it up after that. So, but you, you know, don't judge something after trying it for a week or whatever. So anyways, hopefully you found this helpful and uh, reach out to me if you have any questions. Oh yeah, one last thing. If you could go on whatever podcast platform you listen to, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and uh, give me a five-star review and subscribe to my podcast, I would truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Primal Ryan podcast. For more information, check out primalryan.com. Thank you.